Hello and welcome back to the Rugby Rewind podcast. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't quite get the guests lined up in time for the pointless quiz, but stay tuned and that'll be one for the future. It's looking like a cracker though, because there's a few big guests I got lined up to join that one. But today, Toby and I, going back to the tier list, bringing you another one of these, got one requested by none other than Amani Nandola, so stay tuned to hear what he was keen to see us do. But. Yes, he was uh, not very happy about the uh, the goal-kicking result, was he? No, he wasn't a big fan of how that one went for him. Fair to say the one we've got from today, he'll be finding himself up the table a bit more. Excellent. Well, I mean, that's good to hear. the only one that caused some controversy last time, actually. The Chiefs fans weren't particularly happy over being placed in the BT last time either. No, they certainly were not. And I tell you what, on today's form for the Chiefs, we may have to reconsider that one. Yeah, you yeah, know, Chiefs, as of now, far and away the top dogs in Super Rugby. Absolutely, on form. Anyway, uh, starting out with a, another tier list, we're looking at all-time teams. Not straight away from Super Rugby, going solely international for today. So we're looking at teams from any era, any country, comparing them up against each other. You know, 2015 All Blacks up against 2007, 2015 England, etc., etc. You'll get the gist. Sounds good to me. So yeah, you, unless you've got anything else to add, Toby, keen to get straight into it. Well, should we sort of give some understanding of what that tiers are? Because I, I, I have noticed that you've. Uh... Put a certain nation as the bottom tier. Which oh, I've yes. Found. We've obviously got the uh, the tiers, which you can feel free to read, Toby, if you want. Yes, well, I, I do find it quite funny. You've actually put um, as our D tier, which is the bottom tier, you've put 2015 England. So that's a very good comparison. I think that's pretty worthy of uh, the bottom tier. Then you've got in the C tier category, just one above, uh, Ireland's World Cup record, which also very average, um, not past the quarterfinals. Let's hope they can get past that stage this year. So oh, they're yes. the C, that's the C tier. I think most Quality. people would put their uh, money on Ireland getting pretty far this year, but we shall see. Well, the thing is, I'm pretty sure betting people would have put money on them to go far last time as well. So um, <laughs> the record needs to be broken. And I think if they're truly the top team in the world, which I think they are at the moment, they've really got to uh, at least make the semis. Um, Quality is the B tier. Upper echelon, the A tier, and of course the GOAT. Greatest of all time in the S tier. I'm sure there'll be a couple of discussions and heated debates on who goes into that category. Yes, they're fairly standard tiers. Yes, A, B, C, and D. If we get to it, we might rank some of them sort of within the tier, but for now, we'll just say if they're in the tier, they're on that level, not necessarily ranking 1 to 20 or whatever we got here just yet. Sounds good to me. But anyway, uh, you got a team you can to start with from here, Toby? I think we'll start... Given that we do have Kiwi listeners predominantly, why not start with the infamous 2007 All Black side? Oh, see, the, yep, the infamous grey kit. I've chose to represent them in this one. I've got some thoughts on them. Keen to hear what Look, you'd place. Oh, yeah, I guess I'll I'll kick off with some some thoughts. Um, look, on paper, this is. I'm just looking at the team now. Obviously, the team is incredibly stacked. Obviously, we know they didn't perform particularly well at the World Cup itself, losing to France in the quarterfinals. Um, but on paper, I, I can't not back this team to at least be a C tier, uh, probably a B tier. I'm pretty much with you on that one. I think on paper, there probably isn't much between them and the 2011 side. 
No, that's that's exactly right. Like, I think ultimately, that's a lot of the 2007 guys went on to play in 2011, and the guys who didn't was some great players, like the Rodney Soilaru, Luke McAllister, Byron Callahar, like all fairly quality players. I think the 11 team obviously they had the home advantage. It was still a very very close game in the final against France once again. France got lucky in the quarterfinal. It was a forward pass, as we all know. Um, but the, the reality is they lost. So that result itself, I don't think, can define t- the team's quality overall. I mean, yeah. looking oh. look on, a t- on the team sheet, you got obviously Dan Carter, Richie McCaw to start with, plus all the rest of the names you've just li- listed off and, and many more. But Yeah, I mean, the likes of Doug Howlett as well in there. Right? <laughs> yeah. okay. like, it's got I to be a BTF. 2006, man. they went. I don't know what their record was because I was probably just getting into rugby at this point, but they were top dogs. I don't think they lost many of any matches kind of in the lead-up to the World Cup. Those seven tri-nations, I think South Africa were very, very strong, um, and obviously they won the World Cup as well. But um, the All Blacks were not were no joke in 20, 2006 or 2007, really, until the World Cup. Um yeah. I'm going to go B-tier. I think I'm with you. Just looking at some of the other teams you got in here, I think we've got to stick them high B-tier for now. High B-tier for now. I think they could yeah. almost scrape into A, but for now... Potentially, B, yeah, potentially, yeah. The way I think I'm going to think about it is, you know, could that team beat someone above it? That's the way we're going yeah, to... Yeah, that's what it. I'm trying to think, which will be hard. <laughs> it's very, not going to be easy yeah. to compare some of these guys. To make it slightly simpler, should we hit the three New Zealand sides we got in here first and... All right, yeah, comparison okay. out of the way. Just what else we got? Chronological order then. Well, yeah, we'll go 2011, eh? Yeah, 2011, we're just talking about them. Of course, like you said, won the World Cup on home soil. A lot of the guys so, yeah. are the same. Just an older Carter, older McCaw, older Nonu, older Conrad. I think the key difference here on this side is obviously you had some of those um, legends come through, and particularly some of those uh, last-minute legends like Stephen Donald, of course. But there was also a lot of younger guys that helped in the in the earlier games in the in the World Cup, yeah, Zach Guilford, Izzy Dag was was critical. Isaiah Toyava even, um, of course, the Stallion himself as well, Richard Kahui. Kahui, yeah, those guys who weren't in the in the 20, 2007 side added a lot, I think, on attack, uh, particularly the pool games, and also that incredibly important semi final against Australia, where Dag set up a great try for for Nonu. Um, I think the likes of McCaw and Carter and. That lot, they had experienced the heartbreak of 07, so they just wanted yeah. that much more come 2011, which for they, me makes them yeah. a better side than 07. They definitely felt a lot more ruthless. They, were, they weren't willing to lose in the side. And um, you know, Graham Henry obviously had kept his job after 07, uh, which probably wouldn't happen these days. Yeah, um, it's a controversial he, one in itself. And he actually had that, he probably had that mentality himself of, right, I've got to actually prove myself, particularly in New Zealand. So. I think, yeah, like you said, some of the names are very similar, but for me, the younger guys really boosted the squad uh, substantially. I'm going to go A tier. Yeah, for me, I'm going A. I think 07's nearing the top of B, and 11's better than that, so they're going to A for me. Yep, agreed. Not status of all-timers. No. But they're definitely a very quality side. It's got to be A. It's got to be A. In terms of uh, the next New Zealand side, it's probably a pretty simple discussion for me. 2015, All Blacks. It's the GOAT tier. which will it's, come to the surprise yeah. of no one. It's got to be goat tier. Um, it's just like, obviously, they were dominant the whole to- the whole tournament. No one really came close um, to to beating them. Um, or, well, they probably came close, but, you know, it was, at the end of the day, in the final, 
just look at the scoreline of the final, it's it's pretty comfortable, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, more a case of where they come in a discussion of the best teams of all time. Like you look, best captain of all time, best number ten of all time on form. Dan Carter cannot be beaten on his day. Plus all the other legends as well, likes of the young yeah, players, you Bowden Barrett's and stuff coming through. Yeah, you think the um, the best seven of all time? Carter's the best ten of all time. Probably not too much controversy in those calls. Kino's got to be one of the best sixes. Nono's one of the best 12s. Conrad Smith is one of the best 13s. Bender at fullback, one of the best fullbacks in the modern era, at least. Like, Just the combinations. and it's Yeah, the, the combination of experience and young blokes coming through as well. Um, Steve Hansen up to the test. He's nailed it in this, in, on this occasion. Uh, but he's also had like an incredibly good side to, to work with. I mean, even some of those younger guys, you remember Nihie Milner Scudder at his yeah. peak as well. Prime um, Julian Savia as well. Naholo, you know. It's got to be, it's got to be upper echelons of goat there. Yeah, like, I think we're going to find it hard to put a new team above them in this list. There might be one or two that will get close, but for now. But we're not biased. Pretty- like, well, we are biased, obviously, as Kiwis, but you've got to, even if you're a European fan, surely you would be putting this in the goat there. Yeah, I don't think anyone can't not put it in the goat tier. You could call us biased for thinking it's right up near the best teams of all time, but reserve those judgments till we discuss some of those Northern Hemisphere nations and even some of the nations closer to home, like Australia yeah, well, and South yeah. Africa. They have had some good sides over the years. I'm not saying this side is unbeatable in our tier list, but it, damn, it's going to be hard to. Um, so let's put it up into the goat tier. Yeah, right. Not poor nation you can to go to now. Well, do you want to smash over this 2019? Have we got a 2019? I um, didn't bother putting in the 2019 All Blacks, but you can tell me where you think they'd roll. Yeah. Um, I actually think they'll be above, they would be above 07. Um, but are they above 11? I don't think they can be above 11. No, nah, 11 won the World Cup I mean, 2019, didn't so. Realistically, 19 would be. 11 solely because of how much the game evolved in that almost decade of time. But Yeah, it'd be, it'd be an A tier, but it would be below 11. Yeah. Should we just stick in the Southern Hemisphere then? Go over to our neighbours, Australia, your adopted home country. What year do you want to start with? Should we start with well, current year, 2022 slash 2023? I think at the moment for Australia, 2023 or yeah, early this year, late last year. Look, yeah, late last year. Um, there's so much youth potential in Australia, but they've got a. Unfortunately, the way it's the current the, the game's currently set out, particularly well, similar similar to New Zealand, a lot of young guys, particularly um, in Australia, a lot of them go to, over to Europe and Australia and and Japan, and we never see them ever again. Um, and that's a problem. So they have to maintain that youth talent if they're going to be successful in the future. But as it is right now, I think uh, they're. They're good, but they're not great. Yeah, I think potential to be probably potential to be a scrape into a maybe. But as of how they're looking right now, of course they lost to Italy, had a few other pretty average results. In my eyes, the tier should really come down to play quality and results. And unfortunately, the Wallabies just aren't consistent enough to justify anywhere near an A tier right now. It's going to be yeah. a lower B. It's probably going to be a low B. Oh, I think for me, it's probably at the moment a C. I'd say just. Okay, we'll After put it in the high. World Cup, yeah. I think you could address it, but for now, I think high C. Yeah, I agree. But uh, as for the other Aussie side of putting here, of course, we've got so many countries, so many years that have gone through. I can't put everyone, but I've chucked in the 99 Wallabies 
because I feel <laughs> like they are possibly the best representation of the Wallabies at their peak. So what are your thoughts on them? They would challenge 2015 All Blacks. And yeah, I think like, it's another mention in that top tier, isn't it? Most Aussies would say they are at the top of all time, of course, because they're Aussies. Um, but they were very dominant, to be fair. They were incre- they were incredibly dominant. Um, obviously, their team list consisted of all greatest of all time players, particularly for Australia. I mean, so yeah, I think we mentioned some of the All Black names, but the likes of I don't want to butcher anyone who wasn't actually in the squad, but likes of Gregan and Larkham in their youth in there. I think they they would have had like yeah, but- likes of Matt Burke. And- just Think about like the Bledisloe Cup, like, well, you know, even domestically, um, they were dominant, Australia were. Um, and quite frankly, you know, the All Blacks weren't really competitive. Well, they were competitive, but they weren't on the same level at that point in time. But are they better than 2015 All Blacks? It's very hard to compare them to different eras. For me, I don't think I can say they are. I think they're pretty darn close and you'd argue probably top five teams have all done yeah I mean I've just um, looked up their World Cup squad now just to flick through a couple of the big names they had at this point in time and John Eels of course one of them great man George Gregan Rod Cather Chris Latham Stephen Larkham Tim Horan as well Joe Roth Matt Burrick like yeah. some class in there um, I don't think it can be as 2015 all back though it's, it's no doubt the best Aussie side of all time. Um, but it's, yeah, it's probably not better than the 2015 All Blacks, I'm afraid. Yeah, I think we'll slide it, them into the GOAT tier, but yeah, 2015 All Blacks still top of that for me. Agreed. Right, where you keen to run off to next? Let's give your friends the Argentinian 2007 side. Uh, yeah. are, we, are we looking, mate? Could have done a whole uh, tier list just on Argentina, but we're 07, keeping it to one Argentine side in here. To me, there's no question as to whether the 07 is the best Argentinian side of all time. I, I think there's no question. I think it has to be, but 2015, I think, pushes them. 2015 was very, very good as well. Very successful at the World Cup. Um, but they didn't get a bronze medal, right? Uh, oh, they got to the, the semifinals. Fourth? I'm trying to remember. I think they lost. Then they got yeah. fourth. Yeah, fourth. So third being their best place, 20, uh, 2007. And also, in my eyes, some of their legends, Pichot... Um, Guizamon, uh, obviously your bloke, Hernandez. Um, the names on paper are incredible. I think that's the team that kind of brought Argentina forward. They went from being a sort of sort of like Japan are at the moment, almost a tier two slash tier one team kind of in between to being like, yeah, actually these guys need to be in a tier one competition full time. And it's that 07 tournament that pushed that status forward. To the point now that even when we're sp- – Speaking on the last podcast episode, that Argentina uh, Argentina could easily, easily win the World Cup on their day, um, which definitely wouldn't have been the case pre two thousand seven. So no, no, yeah, um, I still they're not making A or S tier for me because I mean it's got oh, it's got to be B tier. Um, I mean, theoretically, we put the two thousand seven All Blacks in the B tier. Um, I think they're B tier too, and I think even yeah, though they but... finished above them, Argentina are below yeah. them in the tier list for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think had Argentina's run crossed New Zealand in that World Cup, it probably wouldn't have went so well for them. They would have been beaten, I'd say. So yeah, let's go below the 2007 All Blacks, but for Argentina, that is a very, very good position. Should we do some Northern here for a bit? Change it up? 
Yeah, let's go to England or Ireland, eh? Well, I'll do England, get that out of the way. I think I've only <laughs> put the two England teams in here. But well, we'll start with the the worst one, I think. We'll start with 2015, get that out of the way, because it's not going to be great listening for England fans. Well, as you've already put a tear that's devoted to them, I think there's no question. <laughs> um, is it a D tier, though? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I know there's a tier devoted to them, but they're not really that bad, are they? Like, I mean, the players they ha- like. Uh, the problem with England, in my eyes, has always been, and I'm not really as across Northern Hemisphere rugby as you know, but they just have so many players to choose from in England because there's so many players professionally in England versus New Zealand that they just have to make calls on players. And to me, it all comes down to their player choice, their player picks, and if they're on form, if they're not on form, but. It sort of seems like there's just like less cohesion as a result, particularly yeah. that was the case in 2015. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you on that one. Like, you're looking back at the player pool, and it, for the most part, they're pretty handy players, and a lot of them played in 2011 and went on to play in 2019, but just didn't click for them that year. And it's happened mm. to go down as one of the worst, well, the worst World Cup for a team, going out in the pool stage in your home World Cup. Yeah, the media weren't very happy with the uh, the coach, were they? I seem to recall. Yeah, no, it wasn't a great time for them, but and ultimately the we have got, them. spoiler alert, some the likes of Namibia and some Canadian teams in this tier. So uh, is England really on par with those guys? Nah, it's going to go C tier. It's below the Wallabies. Yeah, below um, Wallabies, definitely. It's below Wallabies as of today. The Wallabies, I would say, would beat that team at the World Cup in 2015. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, but they're not they're not D tier. Yeah, if, uh, as much... I didn't have some of those like real minnows in here. Uh, yeah. England, yeah, I think England are going to be some of the lowly ones in this tier, but they're not in the bottom tier. They've escaped it. Should we do an, an Irish side now? Yeah, go on. I've only got the two in here. I've got currently or two thousand seven. Well, the 07 side does have some serious legends in the team. Um, actually, similar vein to England, actually. Serious legends, the likes of O'Connell, O'Driscoll, O'Gara, yeah. but they did not perform at that World Cup at all. They could have done, They could have won that World Cup, I reckon. They lost to um, Argentina, lost to France, almost lost to Georgia. Like, was not good for them. I actually had to look back. I actually thought that Sexton was in that side as well, but no, he wasn't. But he's, oh, he's old enough to have been, um, 37 years of age. But, yeah, like on paper, like you said, Domestically, they were these players were some of the best players in Europe by far. Um, obviously, particularly for Leinster, but uh, I, for yeah. me, it's a C tier. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. They were so disappointing. Um, I don't. Well, the, I don't think they're as disappointing as England twenty fifteen. No, nah, they're going to be above that. But I, I actually, I reckon I, they're above the Wallabies. I reckon they're above the Wallabies. In terms of quality, a hundred percent, but. In terms of results, I, yeah, but are we basing it all like I can't? Yeah, actually we'll how, stick them above the, the Wallabies because how do they do in the Six Nations that year? That's the question. Yeah, that is the big thing actually, and I can't say I watch enough of that to know. But you would like to think they did yeah. semi semi right around that period. Um, actually, let me just do a quick Google to see who won the Six Nations in t- two thousand seven because yeah, I suppose two thousand six as well on the lead up to it. I'll check two thousand six. You can check two thousand seven. Yeah, so. Yeah, see, Ireland won it in 2007. Yeah, so they probably got to be. Oh, no, sorry. France won it, but the Ireland oh, got a triple crown. Yeah. So Ireland got a triple crown, which is 
really good. So, um, I think I I seem to recall. Obviously, we were very young, but I seem to recall Ireland had a lot of momentum behind coming into the World Cup. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll stick to but, above the Wallabies. So I think they're gonna, they've got to be above the Wallabies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. they beat England. They beat England forty three thirteen in two thousand seven. Yeah, okay, that's a big result. Should we? Oh, yeah, I suppose we should stay on that sort of path then and go England two thousand seven. Of course, it's a, yeah, it's a great shout. I mean, two thousand seven opposite to Ireland didn't go in with much momentum at all. Didn't look like they would do much yet. Somehow, almost came home with the World Cup trophy. Almost backed it up two years in a row. That would have been very impressive. Um, not to deny the South Africans, though. Um, I'm not sure if you've looked at the 2007 England side and like like go back and look at it, but it is basically their 2003 side, which was already called Dad's Army in 2003 because of how old they were, and it was the exact same side pretty much going into 2007. The average age would have been thirty <laughs> odd, possibly even over thirty. Like some of the players they had in there. So yeah, I'm having a look. I'm, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, <laughs> they are quite old, aren't they? Like they definitely have some legends in there. You cannot deny that whatsoever. But the likes of Jason Robinson, Josh Lucy, like legends. But their best years were past them at that point. Oh, Mike Cat was still yeah, on the side Mike as well. Cat running the cutter. Andy Farrell was in the squad at this point in time. Coeto and Robinson probably deserve the spots. Um, obviously, I mean, we'll get on to two thousand three England later. That'll be there'll be a lot of good talking points for them. But two thousand seven's not as high for me. They definitely overperformed uh, at the World Cup. We just looked at the Six Nations results for two thousand seven. Um, England didn't do very well. So <laughs> results wise, it seems that they were a bit average. Um, on paper, they're very old, from what I can see as well. Yeah, for so, me, it's between A and B. I mean, yeah, I think on my heart says B, and that my head says B as well. The only thing that doesn't is the fact they managed to make a World Cup final. It's got to be B. Uh, it's got, but I think it's. I think they like, can go high B. I don't think we can put them below Argentina because they actually made the final. So I think, I think I'd slot them in there. I think I got to slot them there as well. Yeah, yeah it's sort of in between Argentina and the All Blacks. I know, obviously, they went a lot further than the All Blacks. I, I just I know, that. their World Cup was good, but it was far overperforming. It's impossible to say, but I think New Zealand may have beaten England rather than France. I mean, France obviously very unpredictable, um, but England... I want to say oh, yeah. New Zealand played England around 2008 too, and I have a feeling England might have even got the better of us, but like we said, we were 10 years old at this point in time, so <laughs> our memories are not flash. Just to clarify, the um, the head coach of, of England at the time was Brian Ashton, not... Brian Ashwin, as we know. In relation uh, to Chris. <laughs> might have been, actually. All right, what have we got? Ooh, what should we stick in? One more Northern Hemisphere, here, I reckon. Should we go Wales or should we go yeah. France? Let's go a Welsh side, eh? Yeah, I've only got the one Welsh side in here because, of course, so many to talk about. I've gone 2011 as my Welsh side I'm keen to talk about. Very good choice. Um, Wales have actually... On form, I recall, in 2011. Yeah, I think um, around this period, if we sort of went early 2010s in general, because I think 2013, maybe they got a Grand Slam in the Six Nations. Yeah, that's right. They were really good, actually. Their side in this tournament, I think, was quite young. Yeah, I think it was uh, really young. And, of course, they reached the semifinal and narrowly missed out on the final. Of course, Lee Halfpenny within 
centimetres of nailing a 50-metre penalty and Sam Waldron got sent off in the same game. So what could have been? I would have loved to have seen a Wales-New Zealand final. Oh, it would have been unreal. Um, and who knows how that one could have gone, obviously. But, yeah, they did really, really well at the 2011 World Cup. Yeah, um, I think a yeah, young side went in with not too many expectations on them and definitely smashed all those expectations and more of the were class. I would say that's one of the best Welsh teams in history, um, potentially yeah. 2013. Apart from like the sort of Welsh teams of the 80s, which we have not seen at all, but yeah. from what I've read and the clips I've seen, those Welsh teams of the 80s were some of the best of all time, but don't know enough to talk about them. Um, I would go... I'd argue I'd go... between A and B again for me. I'm going to go high B tier. I think I can be with you on that one. Would you yeah. go above 2007 New Zealand? I'll tell you what. I we'll think far I'm... Oh. I would. I would. I think I might, actually. Well, I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll do it just so we can say we're slightly less biased, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Right, can't head back to the Southern Hemisphere for a bit. You can choose the nation. Let's do a South African team because there has been so many good ones over the years. Right, I think I've got I, three in here. 07, 2019, and 2009. So you can take your pick. See, I'm going to go for the 07 one, which I would argue is going to really challenge this GOAT tier. So 2007 Springboks, uh, obviously they won the tournament, but they were also incredibly dominant both in the tournament and in pool play. Oh, sorry, in domestic competitions. But they did lose a game at the 2007 World Cup, didn't they? Uh, I don't think they did. I think oh, okay. they smoked England in the pool play. They had a couple of tight competitions against the islands, I think. But yeah, I think they went through unbeaten. Well, maybe I'm thinking of 2019, potentially. Um, so, yeah, no, the, the side for, for South Africa in 2007 was obviously incredible. Um Many, many famous names on that side. Jan Villiers, Brian Habana, um, Francois yeah. Stein, young, very young player at the time. Um, I feel like we've got to kind of talk 2007, 2009 hand in hand almost because the sides are very similar other than kind of a young Mornay Stein coming in in 2009. South Africa. Pretty similar um, sides. Yeah, South Africa. Rugby in general, between 2007 and 2009. Obviously, the Bulls. John Smith as well. I think 2009 for me was the better team of the two. But I think I I would agree. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, Should we put 2009 in that goat tier for now? Yeah, I would put 2009 in there, actually. And then 2007, I think. You'd argue it could be in there too, you know. I would argue if there was a World Cup every year that they would win it for three years straight. 07, 08, 09. I think you've probably got to put the 07 side in the GOAT tier too. Yeah, yeah. If it's not that, then it's high A tier. But for now, I think we'll stick them in the GOAT tier, but behind 09 and then behind Australia and New Zealand as well. Well, there was just so many um, like young players in the 07 team that eventually gained experience. And in 2009, it sort of it all came um, to, a, to fruition and, yeah, and they were very, very good. Um, but yeah, that's fair. But are you going to put them above the All Blacks? I think no. Twenty fifteen All Blacks still top dogs of all time for me. 
Would you put 09 South Africa above 99 Australia? I actually would, yeah. yeah I, actually I would. think I can get behind you on that one. I wouldn't put 07, even though they won the World Cup. Yeah. Um, but 09 was just a next-level side. The, honestly, I would listen to someone's case if they were arguing them against the 2015 All Blacks. I think I'd still go for the All Blacks, but there's a case to be had there. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the names on the team sheet though in 2007 were really good, but as you said, as you said, so many of them just carried over to to the 09 side, which was even stronger. So, oh. I'm keen what to go to got? our lowly team. I don't think we need to talk about these guys for too much. Namibia 2002. Ooh, I mean, it's, I can't put them really above any other side here. It's, it's going to have to be detail. Yeah, I mean, Namibia aren't great as a whole, but 2003 is not just their worst record. I think it's the worst World Cup of any team uh, ever. Their points yeah. differential was closing in on negative 300. They just, lost like I think they lost yeah. 142 nil to the Wallabies. Well, it was just it was just fully amateur players. There, there was no one. I don't think there was anyone professional in there, was there? No, I mean, yeah, no, it's it wouldn't have been. And so like, yeah, I think they I were there for a, a good time, not a long time. I don't think we can. Uh, I don't think we can argue with that one. I mean, it's not really fair to compare them against some of the other guys, but we needed a team at least to be down in this category. So unlucky 2003 Namibia. What about a Japanese side? We've got a Japanese side now? Should we do? Yeah, we'll hit both of them at once. You'll start with, well, it makes more sense to start with 2015 then do 2019, doesn't it? 2015, obviously, famous victory, South Africa, um, some key players. I mean, that one victory was really what, in my eyes, it sparked such a great improvement from Japan. Obviously, they were already on the up 2011 World Cup where they had mostly, um, you know, non-Japanese-born players well, not mostly, but a lot of non-Japanese-born players. Uh, obviously, Ireland run the cutter at 10. 15, we sort of saw a lot more homegrown players like Goromaru step up and yeah, absolutely, absolutely nail it. So I think 2015 for me, because it's, it's a turning point. So I'm going to go... Um, I'm actually going to go... Well, in terms of what they did for the sport and what they did for yeah. rugby in Japan, like that's it's top dogs, it's goat of all goats, but we're not looking at that yet. Quality and results. And- C tier, um, lower C tier, but above. Yeah, I'd put it above. Um, who was that last team in the C tier? In England. Ooh, tell you what, they probably performed better, didn't they? But now, yeah. below. Oh, below. <laughs> I think for what they did and how much they bought the game for, they got to stick them above twenty fifteen. All right, all right, fair no, enough. I mean it. If they matched up, they're probably not winning. But no, no, but I if, think. Well, hang on, they did beat South Africa, so you never. Yeah, know. that is true. But uh, twenty nineteen Japan, on the other hand, thoughts on them? Where the where they would go? Well, they're high. Yeah, it's just an improvement on the twenty fifteen. They went from kind of a, a one off miracle match to actually showing they can back it up and push the top dogs week after week. I'd put them above. Um, Obviously, I'd above put them the next year, you know. I actually would. Um, yeah, I'd put them in B tier. I think it's probably bottom of B tier, but I think they're in B tier. I agree. Yep. Yeah, I don't think they're on quite on the level of 2007 Argentina, but they're a good side, though. Good side, yeah. definitely a good side. Rightio. Uh, ooh, came for a bit of French. We haven't done France yet. Yeah. Okay. 
got three French sides in here currently, 2015 and 2011. So, I think I'll start with the best one of the lot and go for the current side. Yeah, the current side is a really, really good side. Um, Just bested by Ireland in the recent Six Nations, but I'm going upper echelon A tier, high upper echelon. I'm going that too. I think we'll come back to this post-World Cup and they may be in the GOAT tier. I don't think well, they, you can put any yeah. team into that tier until they've oh, yeah. had a World Cup, really. If they win the World Cup in France, they're going into go tier straight away. So they're in there for me as well. And I think maybe we'll jump onto Ireland and quickly do that too because I think current Ireland are in the exact same boat. Exact same boat. Current Ireland team, very, very, very good side. Probably the best side in the world. If they can win the World Cup, they'll also be in the goat tier. Yeah, both... I mean, but pretty much as high as you can be in the A tier. And if they do it at a World Cup, they're straight into their go tier. Yep. Uh, 2011 France. Now, obviously, they made the final very, very nearly won the World Cup. They also lost to Tonga in that same tournament. So it was they a did. mixed bag for them. I would argue that rugby side is the most volatile rugby side of all time. I mean, obviously, the French are always volatile, but that particularly, losing to Tonga and then pretty much nearly beating the All Blacks in the final at home. Man, they were up and down, but I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I think there was a lot of drama that went on in the camp at that point of time. and they Yeah, they stopped listening to the coach, just did whatever they wanted. And, I mean, the fact they decided, yeah. Yo, well, let's just play Morgan Putter at 10 the whole tournament, despite the fact he's <laughs> never played there before. And he goes on to be class. Oh, it was bizarre, but tell you what, I loved it, and I'm going to have to put it um, in... I'm actually going to have to put it in A tier, lower A tier. I'm going to have to as well. I mean, you look, Vince Enclair was, I mean, he was always a class player, but you top try scored that to him. Thierry Dusatois was class. Trenduk, mate. Trenduk, <laughs> yeah, he might drag them down a couple of years, but <laughs> he's the epitome of French rugby at that point in time, this front side Trenduk. Oh, I love the day. I just, it was so unpredictable and it just, it was great. Probably does so, make sense to have them slightly above Wales because of the fact they did beat Wales. Yeah, but there is yeah. really not much in it. <laughs> no, there wasn't. One penalty goal. Um, well, 2015 France is the other one, I suppose. Uh, probably the bottom of the three French teams we talked about. Of course, they got blitzed in the final. Oh, not the final. Blitzed in the quarterfinal against the All Blacks. About 50-odd points, 60-odd points, wasn't it? Pretty inconsistent side in 2015. Yeah, actually, arguably um, more inconsistent than 2011. Plenty of losses to um, Argentina and other sides, even Scotland. So I'm going to have to go um, lower B tier. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, I think. Uh, it's probably nearing the bottom of B tier. Yeah, they're, they're pretty average, mate. I think yeah, I think I'll think i stick Japan above them just because Japan were... It was, it was just... Um, a lot more. That was a Scott Spedding era, mate. Yeah, exactly. That happened <laughs> right there, Scott Spedding. Um who else? Rory Cockott would have played a few teams around yeah, that area yeah, as well. Yeah. It was yeah. a pretty questionable era for French rugby. Yeah, probably not their peak era. No. Say. Um, oh, I realised we didn't even do the 2019 box. Should we do them? Oh, they've got to be up there, mate. That's for sure. A tier for me. Yeah, they're um, not on the level of those 7 or 9 for me, but no, they're probably, probably top of A tier, actually. I think they'd be above 2011 All Blacks. The thing about um, 2019 World Cup is that, like, there's a number of teams that probably could have won it once that All Black Slow were knocked out. England, in my eyes, could have won it as well. So, um, obviously, the Springboks were very, very good, but nowhere near those. Well, they did have the bomb squad. 
of course. Yeah, they did actually. Yeah, like they could push it. I sneak into goat tier, you know. So great players, but it's hard. Like even now, when you talk great World Cup sites, I don't know if South Africa twenty nineteen comes up for me. Nah, it's got to be A tier, mate. But it's I think it's above. I think it's top of A tier. Ooh, I don't know about you think, but I think it is. No, I can't agree with that. I I think that the, the All Blacks of 2011 are actually high. I'll I'll do that for you, but if I can manage that, oh, it's truth. Well, I'll sort that in a sec. There we go. So, I think yes. England. I, I think England got really played really really well against the the All Blacks in that World Cup, and then obviously once the All Blacks were out, because uh, I, you know, the All Blacks, they actually did they not beat the Springboks in 2019 in pool play. Oh yes, they did actually. You raise a very good point. So I just think that um, yes, even though the, the, the New Zealand side from twenty eleven was not the twenty nineteen side, I think the box did lose that pool game against New Zealand. Actually, yeah, you, you do raise a good point. They're probably a very high ATF, but yeah, I can oh, very high, get behind yeah. you on that one. Not quite on the level of. Well, I mean, it's no disrespect to not be on the level of some of those teams at the top tier. Well, just because, you know, 2011, um, New Zealand, they actually smashed pretty much all the teams until they got to the final where they struggled against France. But um, they did pretty well otherwise. Right, who are you keen to go for now? I think we got Samoa, Canada, England. I think that's Canada 1991. Game. Have you got that? Yep, go on. Now, we've talked about these guys heaps already on the podcast. Um, this was the pre-professional era in Canada, but they made the quarterfinals. They played really, really well, actually, Challenge some top sides today. Yeah, wasn't happen... the toughest pool necessarily, but they no. got the better of Fiji, the better Romania. They, I think they lost. I can't remember who they lost to, but they won two out of their three games. And then of course, definitely us in the quarterfinal. Without a question, the best Canadian side of all time, just based on the team sheet. Still a D tier, uh, but it's got to be above Namibia. That's for sure. Oh, hundred percent. Like there is a case for these guys to s- scrape into the C tier. Almost, yeah, definitely. I don't know if they quite do it, but yeah, it's hard. It's very hard to compare because it was pre-professional. Um, but for who they were, they were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, far and away punching. Namibia almost need their well, they probably do need their own tier a few tiers down. Realistically, yeah, that, that Canadian side is beating Namibia any day of the week, mate. How about uh, the Canadian side of current? Yes, <laughs> the Canadian side have gone there. What are your thoughts on them? Because my thoughts on them are not great. The Canadian side of current would struggle to beat Namibia, mate. Oh, I um, think they would lose to Namibia. I think they played Namibia yeah. recently, actually, and lost to them. Look, I think it's a real tragedy. Uh, well, I was going to say travesty, but also a tragedy that both America and Canada are not in the World Cup. Um, Some of the players, it is their not own even fault. that they produce. Some of the players they both have on their roster right now, like Ardron, still playing. Didier Van der Merwe, I'm sure they can still wheel them got- out. I've got no idea how America, or at least the USA, not necessarily Canada, but they just both played so badly in the it qualifiers. It's purely it's coaching. Like the yeah. coaches are still stuck in 10 years in the past, and that and the fact that their players come from, particularly for the US, like they come from all over the country, all over the world, and they never spend any time together. And the problem that they have, though, is that America's got a really up-and-coming domestic league, but they it's not getting any traction because of all the the salary caps that they have. Yeah. Um, like the whole saga with bloody the guillotinis or whatever. Um, 
getting kicked out and like that there's not there's not enough money in it but there could be if there was the right investment yeah and, it's and then it would really kick off resulting in a kind of retirement league slash league of players who aren't quite good enough to make the super rugby over here in new zealand to go over there what are you talking about mate slow mcdowell plays over there yeah, exactly have you seen i think jesse from rugby matchup put together a post a week or so ago there was some ridiculous number of squads that could be made with new zealand players I think it was like two or three full 23-person squads that could be made with just Kiwis. Yeah, there's heaps over there. Um, it, it doesn't like it shocks me every time though because they don't get like the salary caps are tiny, so they must get paid in other ways. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's Canada today's squad is just woeful. Um, I think they go probably there. Yeah, they're above them. Maybe go two thousand three because they're crap. But um, oh, maybe 2003 were pure amateur. Like, yeah, the Canadian, yeah, the Canadian Canada players has some are, players that are decent. Most of the team is at least semi-pro, so it's just an it's a next level. But, um, but yeah, that oh, that 91 Canada for me, I almost want to like either make another tier or push them up because I, I don't know, I, can, I don't like looking at them on the same well, tier as these guys. It's very hard to compare, but yeah, even though the 91 Canada Canadian side was um, amateur, they still would have beaten today's side easily. Honestly, for me, I almost want to go like that and slide them there, but we'll keep them here for now. What else have we got? Um, well, I suppose we'll go Samoa 2011. Ooh, okay. Now, of course, this is probably one of the better Samoa sides ever for me, other than maybe, was it 91 they beat Wales and made the quarterfinals? I think it was 91, Western yeah. Summer, but yeah, 2011, they beat the Wallabies and... Uh, World Cup warm-up matches. Of course, that was a famous result. Pushed the Springboks to a few points in the tournament. They're just a really good side. It's going to be C-tier above Japan. Um, Can't see them pushing the Wallabies of today just. It wouldn't be far off. can't either. Wouldn't be far off, though. The likes of Mapasua and Alessandro Lungi, just to name two players who are quality in there. What a side. Pretty good side, yeah. Pretty good side. Uh, but, I do yeah. believe there is only one list left to talk about, actually, and probably in some people's opinion, saving the best for last. Probably not our opinion, though. 2003 England. Um, obviously, Englishmen and women uh, would put this in goats here, but I don't know. I, we probably have to, don't we? I think they have to be in goat tier. But... Yeah, we probably have to. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be that high up there for us. I mean, it's an extra time finish. You know, the Wallabies could have won that that game quite easily. Um, but like, they went, when you they think went purely on player, like, I mean, just purely on squads and who was in the squad, there's not that many names that you think of in terms of like best players ever. Johnny Wilkinson, yes. But then you look at some of the other names, a casual fan's not going to know a lot of those guys. Don't get me wrong, they are quality and definitely go to your players. But. A lot of them are very, very good domestically. Um, the New Zealanders probably didn't hear a lot about them because there was almost no coverage. That is a very valid point, actually. Um, and also, it wasn't a thing back then, really, to go over to England and play. But um, they stuck together. It was a very close-knit team. Well-coached as well, but they weren't dominant. I mean, well-coached, but the coach was a tosser, so... Oh, completely. Cool. So no, Clive Woodward was the coach for anyone who doesn't know, and it's not. That's uh, Sir Clive Woodward, mate. 
I think he, I mean, he got carried by the team, I think. I'm not necessarily sure he was the greatest coach in the world, but players were I don't good. Know. Well, from what I hear, but this is obviously from English people, he was quite good. But and The game plan was certainly, I mean, it wasn't exciting, but it was good. They did exactly what they needed to do to win the World Cup. But it wasn't dominant because, you know, the final, as I said, was extra time. They weren't a dominant side. The Springboks were dominant. The All Blacks 2015 were dominant. I almost so they- think they're... In the ways of the 2019 box, they were never really going to dominate teams. They were always just going to grind wins. Grind away, get lucky here and there, and win the games. i got to go goat tier. Uh, I but have to as well, but I think bottom of it for me. Yeah, I agree. And then, the English Englishmen's will not be happy with us, mate. Yeah, look, they're in the goat tier. We put them above the 2011 All Blacks, so be happy. Now, can I just add one in there? But I know it's not there. Absolutely. 2023 or... Yeah, 2023 Scotland, mate. Oh, I yeah, reckon it's definitely worth a chat about. Another team who come back after the World Cup for their real placing, but for now. Yeah, the Scots won't be happy that we haven't talked about them yet, but I think um, they've got to be A-tier. Oh. Um, I think they've got to be A-tier, mate. Lower A-tier. Oh, I can't do that. I can put them high B-tier. <laughs> mate, they're on form. i tell if, you what. If I've tipped... Uh, Ireland and France in the A tier at the moment till after the World Cup. I don't think I can have Scotland in there as well. All right, all right. I'll put them in the higher B tier. But I reckon out of all the teams in the World Cup, we could see some, something very, very special from the Scots. I do uh, agree with you on that one. They are building something pretty special, I think. Um, so let's see how they go. Yeah, let's go B tier for now. But man, they're a good side at the moment. Yeah, 100%. All right, Is there the... any big nations that we hadn't touched on at all? I don't oh, think so. I'm trying to. I mean, Russia's no, a big nation by uh, population and size of the country, but <laughs> no, not really no, 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 a big no. rugby nation. No, we've touched on every main. I mean, yeah. we haven't touched we haven't touched on Italy, but let's be honest, they're always pretty average. Oh so. yeah, I've sort of taken an Italian side in there, but <laughs> I can't differentiate, mate. They're all they're always I pretty think average. Any Italian side of any era, apart from maybe this year and last year. This year and last year might be slightly better, but apart from that, they're probably low C. If we were going to do anything else, I'd say 2019 Georgia would be a B tier. Uh, sorry, a C tier, but uh, a lower C tier. They were pretty good. Can I please? Yeah, no, I'm I'm going against you, man. I'm sticking this Canadian side up. One, I cannot have them on the same tier as these other two. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Either that, or I'm making another tier. But I can't have a side that was actually the best in the nation's history on par with. I the think if you post this side, if you post this on the page, man, I think. We're going to have some reasonably happy Canadians. We're going to have some very, very disappointed Englishmen. And, yeah, maybe some South Africans who aren't in agreement with us. But otherwise, oh, yeah, I think no, we've done a pretty be, good job. Well, my, oh, I mean, the page is predominantly Kiwi. So that 2011 side's going to cause some chat. Maybe some Frenchies who don't agree with us, mate, but that's all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, current French and Ireland fans will be saying, yep, they are the best teams of all time, which they might well be, but until they've done it at the World Cup. Agreed. I I mean, yeah, it kind of does pain me a bit to not have them up there at the moment. Maybe I should just leave them out in Thailand until after the World Cup, but no, cause the controversy. Cool. All anyway. right, that's a good list, mate. I think we've been going for a wee while now, so should we save the other one for another episode, you reckon? Yeah, I think so. uh, Otherwise, it's going to be a very long episode if we start talking about running straight players because there's a lot to talk about. a lot of them there, but we'll definitely save that for next time. And Nandolo, I can give you a wee sneak preview. You will be in the S tier, mate. Just quickly on on Nandolo, um, I was watching the the, uh, Waratahs and Brumbies last night. 
um, it's very awkward because Nadolo is part of the Stan Sport uh, announcing cast, but he's also an active player for the Waratahs. Oh, I didn't so, realize that. And so he was like on the panel talking to the Brumbies players. He was talking to James Slipper about the game and how well he played and his tactics. And shit. But like he, he's a player of the Waratahs. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's kind of awkward. It was, it was almost like a conflict of interest, eh? But um, he's a good speaker, much better than Sonny Bill Williams. Sonny, oh, sorry about that. Post career for Namani, mate. Yeah, mate. So anyway, um, we'll do a run it straight session next episode, eh? Yeah, absolutely. And if you liked us chatting nonsense, that to be honest, we're not qualified to talk about with all these teams from these different eras. We're more than happy to do it again. We could even do it with Super Rugby or club teams I th- if you want. <laughs> I think we're the least qualified to talk about European teams, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think we can compare New Zealand to New Zealand as long as it's kind of in the professional area. Yeah, the Super Rugby Tailors could be good. I mean, I know that you were just going to say that the Cheaters from 2013 are like goated. But... Well, they have their own tier at the top of top, don't you worry about <laughs> <laughs> no, We're being course, realistic. Yeah. The Cheaters of 2013, even then. Just... Well, out of interest, out of interest, what do you think the lowest of the low out of all Super Rugby years would be? In terms of teams? It's, I reckon it's got to be the oh, Southern actually, Kings. I was thinking it's possibly the Kings, but has I there been would any... have to go back and look at the Cats record from the early years. Has there been any teams that, that, that got no wins? I think there might have been. Yeah, no, there definitely has been. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling so, you right now, those bottom, I mean, Lana Drua, the Rebels, the Reds of early years, the Cats, the Cheaters. Kings Wait, we were, we've, haven't we already done a tier list on Super Rugby teams? Yeah, we did like sort of all time, but we could definitely do particular eras. And that way we, we could... Do, what did we put um, Highlanders 2013? Didn't we put them right at the bottom? <laughs> um, we didn't do specific years, but if we were to do that, Highlanders 2013 would be bottom tier. <laughs> Chiefs 2012 yeah. and 13 could be goat tier, so that would make the Chiefs fans happy for once. Yeah, that'd be good, actually. Um, cool. Uh, so I guess... You're going to post this on your page, but we might need to put some years below the shirt, eh? Yeah, I'll organise something like that. Nice, nice. Too easy. Right, uh, cheers for listening. Be sure to drop a follow on the Rugby Rewind Instagram and go flick us a message over there if you want to abuse us or give us some praise or give us some more ideas for future. Anything, we're keen to hear from you, but drop us a follow on there. I'm happy to take abuse, just uh, throw it Ben's way, and I'm sure yeah. it'll come to me as well. At Tobias Flatley on Instagram. There you go. Send all hate over oh, there. There we go. There we go. Thanks <laughs> very much. Cheers for listening. Tune in next week. <laughs> all right. See you, everyone.